you know what a neurologist is, don't you? Correct, yeah. A brain doctor, the guy who mm -hmm. knows all the pieces. He's the guy that got all the answers. So I walked in and I said, hi. And he said, hi, you better be sitting down when I tell you this. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Get your affairs in order. You have six months to live. Mm. I was pretty taken aback. That was a kick in the gut session, as you said. That was really, really. So I said, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? He said, of course, an autopsy. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing abundant leaders. I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. You know, I pretty much say the intro just the same way every single time, and I've considered recording that part, but I just enjoy saying it so much. It's like my mantra. It's like when I wake up in the morning and I'm walking around the house or I'm just sitting and getting my day ready and I'm doing my affirmations and stuff like that. And sometimes I don't say them out loud. Most of the time I just say them in my head. But when I say that intro, it just rings true to me more and more every single time, especially as I live my life and continue living this life of abundance and sharing my journey and others like the journey I'm going to share with you today, sharing stories and journeys of other people living a life of abundance and reading all the stories and watching all the videos. There's just more out there than I can possibly share, but I do what I can. And I'll tell you what, man, I am just truly enjoying my life right now. We just recently took uh, ownership of a brand spanking new 2021 30-foot travel trailer. Super excited to go out. We've already been out once with it. Uh, we've had a heck of an experience already. Realized that my 2011 Toyota Tacoma was big enough to pull it locally, but we want to take some long trips. And on the long trips, that trailer sway was just too much of a concern and I just wanted to be much more comfortable having my family pull this 30-foot travel trailer so we upgraded to a Chevy Silverado 250 HD uh, the custom edition custom package and I'm absolutely loving this truck we just got it over 500 miles and I just relocated the trailer from one uh, location to another to store it a little bit better but we are going out again next weekend and I'm super excited but it's all about living this life of abundance not just having the resources but the time to get out and enjoy the world we live in and with you know travel being restricted right now to certain countries and you know different things going on we just figured the best way for us to get to know our own country is through travel in, a, in an RV. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're getting started. So I'm just sharing this with you, really just to impose upon you that it is actually possible. I'm not, you know, a multimillionaire. I do pretty well from, you know, what I've done in the past and what I'm currently doing to and have the resources to do the things that I want to do. But more importantly, I have the time and it all comes from the mindset and doing a few things right 
today so that you can live your life of abundance on your way to having more. Not wait three or four years, not wait until the kids are out of school, not wait until you get that promotion, not wait until you retire from the military, so on and so forth. Start living your life today. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It does not take a lot of resources. It may take a little bit of time, but I assure you, the memories and the experiences that you will collect along the way are going to be so much more memorable and powerful down the road, especially for you if you have children that are coming along the journey with you. And here's the thing. A story that I want to share with you real quick that really does relate to the story that you're going to hear today and the journey that you're going to be able to go on today with our future guest. But our very first neighbors in an RV resort was a couple who started RVing when they were 70. He was 74 years old and they bought a fifth wheel. Now, here we are. That was 2013. And here we are in 2021. They're in their 80s and they have a huge Class A bus. But they told us of a story of another guy that they knew and they've known him well that always said he wanted to RV and he just kept holding it off, kept holding it off. He had the resources. He pretty much had the time, but he just kept holding it off. Well, he finally pulled the trigger and decided to purchase their RV. Two weeks later, he had a stroke and he had to sell the RV because he could not physically drive anymore. And this gentleman was well into his 70s, probably early 80s. So... The, the moral of the story is do it today. Start living your life today because you are never promised tomorrow. Now, just imagine if you did have another lease on life. If you were told you only had six months to live, but you ended up getting another lease on life. How amazing would that be? But that does not always happen. So before we get into this conversation, I want to afford you the opportunity to be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward. I assure you this conversation and every other conversation that I have here on Men of Abundance is worth sharing with others. Others need to hear these conversations. They need to hear these journeys. They need to hear the kick in the gut moments. They need to hear how people just like you, just like me, have overcome greater odds and have somehow decided and started living their life of abundance and pay it forward to others along the way. So do what you need to do to be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward. Take a screenshot of your phone, share it on social media, hashtag men of abundance, hashtag MOA, make sure you tag me in it and jump over to iTunes. You can click on the on the podcast player of this episode. You can click on the share and you can share it from there and you can also go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. You can also leave a rating and review right here on your favorite podcast app that you're using to listen to this. I greatly appreciate it, but more importantly, the people that will find it as a result of that review will greatly appreciate it as well. Now, our future guest today is acknowledged as one of the leading cosmetic dermatologists in the world. A pioneer in cosmetic surgery, he helped develop several new technologies and has spoken on podiums around the globe. In 2003, he was diagnosed with ALS and given six months to live. After fighting the diagnosis, he is here today as a result of his courage and determination. Having been given a golden ticket, he used his experience to co-author the book, the Secrets of Living a Fantastic Life, 
with Harriet Tinka and speaks to groups around the world about transforming lives. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dr. Alan Laika. Dr. Laika, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Wally. How are you today? I am absolutely wonderful as, soon as, as long as I can continue on with this conversation in the proper manner. Tell us where you're at in the world. You know, I'm up here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, the Great White North, as they call it. And for about nine months out of the year, we have the Great White North. Nine months out of the year, it's snow on the ground. Is that what you're saying? At least in some form. Good thing it's now <laughs> melting and it's just a little bit every now and again. But today's a cool day. It's around zero. Oh, my goodness gracious. And that's Celsius, of course. I'll tell you, you know, I lived in Germany for about three years and lived out in Germany, like in the woods in Germany and woke up, slept on the ground because I was in the military and woke up with, I guess, maybe a foot of snow over the top of me. And uh, snow is just not as romantic as they make it out to be. Well, it is if you can play in it. When you have to work in it and fight it, it's not as much fun. But if you're skiing or skating or tobogganing, it can be a great day. But as long as you can play in it, it becomes a fun day. Picture when you were three and making snow angels. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll I'll add one more to that. I can definitely see myself sitting in a hot tub and looking at the snow. Yeah, I I had the pleasure of doing that. We were in the Rocky Mountains not too long ago, and we had... Everybody was in the swimming pool, believe it or not, even though it was cold outside and snowing. And uh, the hot tub was there. Great time. Great to have hot tubs. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Well, I'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Dr. Leka? You know, I'm grateful for every day in my life, Wally. You know, when you're told you have six months to live and you're given that death sentence, and all of a sudden, that death sentence is no longer there. You have something to very much be grateful for. Every day is a day of wonder. Every day is a day of greatness. Every day is a day, to, a day that's fantastic. Mm, I totally understand that. And since I do know a little bit about your story, I'm really looking forward to you sharing that. And we're going to definitely get into that during the kick in the gut moment. But before we do that, here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. Now, I know you a little bit. And I'm excited for this conversation, maybe a little bit too excited, because when we got started here, I forgot to hit record and just got right into the conversation. So we're on track now, but um, I'm telling on myself, but that's okay. That's how I live my life, complete transparency. But if you could, Dr. Laika, how would you describe yourself? You know, I'm just an ordinary guy that's had a very lucky life and a very lucky time. I'm a guy that was a world-class cosmetic surgeon, and I was able to live that life for over 30 years, be at the top of my peers, being at the top of my career. And even though some hardships came along the way, I was able to live every life and help a lot of people look better and feel better. And it was a great challenge for us. Wow, that sounds sounds really amazing. I don't know that I've yet had a conversation with a cosmetic surgeon and of, of your stature on this show or at all, at all, period, yet. And it's very impressive to me. I was in the medical field for a very long time, and I dealt a lot with various levels of cosmetic surgeons who help soldiers when they come out of battle and stuff and try to get their deformities back. Well, one to of the greatest joys I had is I was a world's expert in scar correction. You know, the bad scars that came from incendiary bombs, the bad mm-hmm. scars that came from bad burns. 
And mm -hmm. I was able to right that wrong. And I was able to help people live normal lives after years of scarring. So it was a great, great thing. It's a wonderful thing. We have tools that can help us with this now. Yeah, absolutely. I greatly appreciate your work in that regard because I've seen the effects of that work and what it does for people's confidence and functionality, quite frankly, not just, you know, mental mobility and, and build up confidence, but physically they just couldn't do certain things, eat, uh, things that people would take as normal everyday activities that they could do once again. Because well, you know, scars are something that keep on growing and mm -hmm. uh, they're terrible things and they just inhibit function. They inhibit the thing. One of the, once when I was in Egypt, I was treating a person that had a very bad burn. She was a, a lady that had been caught in a, in a bonfire and her biggest hardship was that she couldn't lift her head to see the stars. So we were able to help her lift her head to see the stars. And she was so grateful and so joyous. She actually picked a flower and she gave me a flower. A gift of a flower in Egypt is not given to men too often. But this lady picked a flower from her garden and gave it to me. It was one of the greatest things that I ever been given. How wonderful. So the little things are just so precious. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, you know, throughout your career, before we get into the kick in the gut moment, I'm really curious as to throughout your career, and it might, it might come out, and if it does, we'll just get right into the kick in the gut moment. But at what point did you start to transition from your professional career into what it is you're doing now? You know, I decided to do that about a year and a half ago. I decided that I could help more people just through talking to them and helping them see the life helping them to see the other parts of that, that they are not necessarily living. So about a year and a half ago, I retired from being a cosmetic doctor to being a professional speaker and a speaker on the internet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Just excellent. as COVID was hitting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. A lot of, a lot of careers changed and transitioned over the last year, for sure. I've definitely seen a lot of that as well. Mine included. So as you know, here on Men of Abundance, we do like to get into this kick in the gut moment because we all have them. Some are, you know, it's, they're, they're serious to each individual person. So if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment. And sure, let, let me take you back. It was 2003. I was walking with my wife in Disneyland and my wife turned to me and said, what's wrong with you, hon? You know, I was taken aback, Wally. For once in my life, I hadn't said anything wrong. I hadn't even, I hadn't done anything wrong. I hadn't even thunk anything wrong. But my wife turned to me and said, what's wrong with you, hon? My right foot had suddenly and mysteriously developed a right foot drop. It came out of the blue. It was a late in the day. I remember that day as if it was yesterday. We were walking in Disneyland. It was hot. It was steamy. And all of a sudden, my, white, my foot was flapping against the pavement. It was flapping with each step. You know, your brain is designed so your, your foot does not just drop like that. But all of a sudden, mine was. So... There was something definitely wrong. And my wife said, did you have a stroke? And I said, dear, you're a doctor. I'm a doctor. This is not how strokes present. She said, well, there is something wrong. And, you know, when we get back, you better get this checked out. Well, Wally, when your wife says that in that tone of voice, what do you do? You get it checked out. You get it checked out. I saw dozens mm -hmm. of doctors. No, I saw hundreds of doctors. They did CAT scans, they did MRIs, they did brain scans, they did scan scans. And you know what they showed at the end of the day? What was that? Absolutely nothing. Mm. You know, the doctors were profuddled. They didn't know what was going on. 
They thought I might have a brain tumor or a slip disc or something, but all the tests came back normal. And you know what a doctor does when you, when every test comes back normal and they do more <laughs> tests because they want to find an answer. And, you know, but the test kept coming back negative. Mm -hmm. Finally, I ended up on the doorstep of a world leading neurologist. You know what a neurologist is, don't you? Correct. Yeah. A brain doctor, the guy who mm -hmm. knows all the pieces. He's the guy that got all the answers. So I walked in and I said, hi. And he said, hi, you better be sitting down when I tell you this. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Get your affairs in order. You have six months to live. Mm. I was pretty taken aback. That was a kick in the gut session, as you said. That was mm. really, really. So I said, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? He said, of course, an autopsy. <laughs> wow, really? He had no bedside manner. I think his brother was Dr. House on TV, you know, guy without any bedside <laughs> manner whatsoever. Right. And so I, I, I said, I'm not going to die to prove you wrong. Mm. But, you know, when you go through something like that, Wally, you go through the stages of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, when she, she wrote in her book on death and dying. And in that book, she said, there's five stages a person goes through when they're dying. You go through anger. Well, I was angry. I was angry at the world. And my whole life showed it. I was very, very angry. I could bite the head off nails. You go through bargaining, you know, oh God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you don't let this happen. You go through denial. There's nothing wrong. I can do anything. There's really nothing wrong. But you know, I had a drop right foot and my right hand was getting weaker and it was getting weaker and I, I was right-handed. So a lot of the stuff was going wrong. And finally, you go through a depression, Wally. Have you ever been depressed? Uh, mildly, I would say. Okay. Well, the worst case is where everything is black. Every day is black. Everything mm -hmm. is not working. And you stay in bed all day long and you stare at the ceiling saying, why should I do anything? It doesn't really matter. I'm going to die anyhow. Finally, the last stage of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's acceptance. But you know, I wasn't going to accept a diagnosis because I thought probably was wrong. So I went to my wife and I said, dear, what do you think's wrong with me? She said, I haven't got the faintest idea, but you're smart, you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw every doctor in the world and they couldn't figure it out, yet I could figure it out. But you know, back in 2003, something new had been invented. You might've heard about it. It's called the internet. Do you ever hear of that beast, Wally? That beast is one heck of a uh, tool and makes my, my wife's doctor scared every time they know she's coming in. Yeah, because there's a lot of it. But you know, back in 2003, we didn't have Dr. Google. We didn't have Dr. Yahoo. We didn't have people that could, that search engines. What we had was dial-on connections. Do you remember those, Wally? Oh, yes. I your phone indeed. went into a cradle and talked to another phone, and it mm. went, ria, 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 like for about 15 minutes before it connected. Mm -hmm. Remember those days? I do, indeed. Well, you know, back then, you had to communicate on the internet with a primitive language like DOS, because our computers had no information. They had no, no memory. They had nothing like we have now. So we had to communicate that way. Good thing I had friends that were nerds and they helped me search the internet. And I found a doctor in Colorado Springs, Colorado by the name of David Martz, who had a disease very similar to mine, except he got worse much more rapidly. And he was on his deathbed 
So doctors from around the world were coming to say goodbye to Dr. Martz. He was a well-known hematologist and everybody loved him. And a doctor came up from Texas to see him. And he looked at David and he said, you know, David, I don't think you have ALS. I don't think you have Lou Gehrig's disease. I think you have something else. David was so weak at the time. He said, what do I have? The doctor said, I think you have chronic Lyme's disease. It's the bite of a tick and the dick mimics the chronic neurological disease of ALS. And he said, if I'm right, I can make you rapidly better. And so he started him on treatment. And within two weeks, David was like Lazarus arising from the dead. He was wow. back to his normal self. So I knew I had to get in touch with David. I knew he had some answers to my puzzle. So I phoned every hospital in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I got in touch with David Martz. And he talked to me for hours. He said, can you come down and see me? And I said, I'd love to. When? He said, right now. I said, David, it's Thanksgiving weekend in Edmonton. I can't come down. My wife's invited 50 people over. He said, aren't there any planes in Canada? He wasn't going to let me off that easily. Yeah. So I got on a wonderful flight from Edmonton to Denver. Beautiful, wonderful flight, two and a half hours long. And then I got on a little flight from Denver to Colorado Springs. Have you ever been on a rinky-dink puddle humper flight? Oh, yes. Well, you know, the problem with it at the end of the day is the air is coming off the desert and mm. it's creating eddies and creating turbulence. And so that flight goes like this. You climb 100 feet, you drop 100 feet. You climb another 100 feet, you drop another 100 feet. It's like the drop of doom at Disneyland over and over and over again. The 15 minute flight is the flight from hell. You know what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> sure you've been indeed. on that when you've been in the military. Yeah, I sure have. Yeah, well, I got off the plane, I crawled off, and you know, a miracle had happened. David was on the tarmac to meet me. And he said, You know, we went and we talked for hours, and he said, Dr. Laika, I've got some good news for you. I think history is repeating itself. I can start you on treatment and I can make you better. And that's why I'm alive 20 years after the time that I was supposed to be dead and living my life more fervently. But you know, when you go through something like this, uh, Wally, you start looking around, you start to put the pieces together. You start to wonder, have I lived? Have I loved? Have I really mattered? You start to wonder if you've really done things right. And I decided that there were several parts of my life I could do better. And I started to give back. And that's why I'm here today, giving back and talking to you on this radio, on this podcast, so that we can share with your audience on how to give back. And in 2020, I wrote a wonderful little book called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And in that book are 13 golden pearls on how a person can live a life more abundantly. And it's something that I found through looking around. And I found golden pearls in every one of us. Do you know what causes a pearl, Wally? If I'm not mistaken, sand? Yeah, a little grain of sand gets mm -hmm. inside of the wall of an oyster shell, and that oyster walls it off. Now, there are golden pearls. They actually exist in the South Pacific, and they're rare, rare uh, things. So when a single solitary beautiful pearl is made from a golden pearl, it costs upwards of $10,000. Now, the pearls that I found in each and every one of us are more beautiful than that. They're invaluable. They're worth far more than $10,000. Absolutely. And I definitely agree with that. I have not had the opportunity to look through all 13, but I have seen a few based on some of the stuff that I was looking at. And I definitely agree with that. 
that is, you know, you've been given one heck of a gift for sure. It's almost like, you know, what is the, uh, the Christmas carol, you know, <laughs> without the ghosts, I guess, maybe you had some ghosts along the way, who knows, you know, you might have, but you've been given a heck of a gift and that unfortunately you had to go through all of those, those five stages. Well, at least four of the five, because you didn't accept it, but it's, it's just an amazing thing to be able to be given that gift of life once again. It is. And it's even more wonderful when you share it with under others and share Agreed. it more abundantly with others. It really is much more benef beneficial when you have this opportunity to share and help other people live the life to the experience. And, you know, we've been going through a phase right now of COVID where each of us have gone through our own little death. Each of us have gone through our own time where we've had a, the world has gone through that same process. They've gone through a phase of anger. You think that these protests we're seeing around the world are just, they're part of the anger that people are feeling. They're going through bargaining. Oh God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if I let this happen. They're going through depression yeah. and they're going through denial. How many people are saying, oh, there's no COVID. It doesn't exist. There's never was a COVID. It was all a figment of our imagination. And we see that over and over and over again. And we see the denial, we see the anger, we see the de the depression, we see the bargaining. And mm -hmm. this is what's going on over and over again in their lives. Yeah, on a global scale. Because a, global a lot scale. of these things usually happen individually. Although, you know, in our, I would say, our, our westernized circle, if you will, because like you, you seem well-traveled. I've been to Egypt as well. I've been to 23 other countries and I've seen, you know, poverty where, you know, kids don't have the option to go to school and many other, you know, things that we just take for granted. But individually, the depression has just been sky high over the last year. It's been, it's higher than it's been in years, as well as the associated suicide from all of the, you know, jobs lost and businesses closing and, and just and being drug use is being, being home. Yeah, drug use day. is up, alcohol sales are way up. Yeah, alcohol is way up. Cannabis is way up in places that have it as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everything's up. Uh, and, you know, people are going through this phase. Suicides from overdosing on drugs have, are way up. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's almost more deaths from overdoses than there is from COVID itself. Agreed. Yeah. And from suicide. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So with everything that you learned through going through that process, obviously a book came out of it and you're sharing that and you're speaking on it. What are some good news stories coming out of your story being shared with other people? Do you have one you know, or two? I think people read my book and they say, wow, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change for the better. I'm going to do those things. As I said, the, the main motto of my book is it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody should realize that every day we are given the same 24 hours as somebody else. We are given the opportunity to make another beautiful day or we can waste it. And I think more people are, are doing that. You know, more people are listening to podcasts now. More people are learning different ways. More people are taking those 24 hours and turning things around in beautiful, beautiful ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many stories about that. I've got a neighbor down here who, while he was not working at the office, he originally works for a uh, pretty big distillery. And 
he's a golfer. He started, <laughs> he started re-gripping re, re golf clubs. And now he's got a little business that he does where he regrips and resells golf clubs. And he loves it. It's, it's, it's kind of therapy for him. And it keeps him busy. So there's so many other stories out there of people that have learned new things and applying crafts and stuff they never even knew that they could do. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, another thing that I'm doing is I'm doing a little fundraiser for the Edmonton Food Bank, which will be on May the 6th. Now, this is not just for the Edmonton Food Bank. It's for food banks around the world. And I think one of the things we can do for others right now is we can help people in such a way that we can help feed the food banks. You know, over a million people every week need to be fed through food banks these days because people don't have the resources really to take off. So the event is called springintothefuture.eventbrite.ca, springintothefuture.eventbrite.ca. And there, at this beautiful night, we're going to have some great entertainment. We're going to have Connie Pfaff, who is another great uh, producer of podcasts, is going to be my co-host. We're going to have some great celebrities there. And I'm going to not, you can go to the site and see who they are. In addition, we have some great prizes. We have a Wayne Gretzky signed autographed jersey which is valued at $4,500. So if you're a sports guy, this is something you need to have in your hall. If it's not, it's something you can sell and use that $4,500 on something else. We also have a wonderful set of, of golden pearl earrings and a, a necklace valued at $2,500. Mother's Day is coming up. Wouldn't you like to give that to your mother? It's a brilliant prize. And it's something that everybody can do. If not your mother, maybe your wife. I'm sure she'd very much love that. The $2,500 golden pair of earrings and a pendant. Very nice. Absolutely wonderful. Well, we're going to have that linked up in the show notes, guys, the, the link and everything. So make sure you go to the show notes and check that out uh, if you're not able to write that down. So we are at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that, Dr. Leica? Absolutely. Excellent. One of the many things I noticed during the 2020 lockdowns is many business owners became very conscious of where they were spending their money. As a result, you started reducing costs, and rightfully so. And one of the cuts most business owners make is in the area of marketing. Now, on the surface, one would say, well, why would you reduce costs on the one thing that is supposed to bring clients and customers into your business? Well, it's simple. The marketing wasn't working. Or you weren't tracking where your customers and clients are coming from. And if they were coming from your marketing, you didn't know. But chances are they were not coming in from the marketing. Most have told me they come in from referrals and they're not predictable. I can't predict the referrals that come into my business. You can predict marketing when it's done right. Which brings up the other problem. Those that were tracking their marketing and seeing if it was effective, quite frankly, it wasn't effective. Sending more traffic to their website was not more effective. Placing ads on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google pay-per-click, billboards, newspaper wasn't effective. So the question becomes why? Why is it that a business will spend so much money on marketing and not get a return on the investment? Well, the reason is simple. Most businesses out there, and I mean 90% or more of the businesses that are out there, are doing what's referred to as institutional or brand building marketing. It is not effective for the small business owner. It's only effective to put your name out there like all the big name brands that you see on the Super Bowl commercials and whatnot. When you as a business owner 
are putting ads up on billboards, newspapers, TV ads, radio ads, Facebook, pay-per-click, regardless of what it is, chances are you are literally throwing your money away because those strategies that you're using is not the mediums, it's not the billboard, and it's not Facebook, and it's not Google pay-per-click. It's what you're saying in the marketing and how you say it. Remember this and write this down. What you say and how you say it is almost always more important than where you say it. So where can you find out more information? Where can you find out how to do effective marketing? Well, you're in luck. I've got a link for you to go check out for a training that I'm just going to give to you absolutely free. All you have to do is go to apmasterycoach.com slash wrong. apmasterycoach.com slash wrong. And you'll find that link in the show notes of this episode. I promise you, after you watch that training, you will never look at your business and your marketing of your business the same way again. One more time, apmasterycoach.com forward slash wrong. Now let's get back to the conversation. Share with men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Today, I want you to help your neighbor. I'm going to challenge your audience to do something for your neighbor that you wouldn't regularly do. It might be as simple as knocking on their door and giving them a smile and saying, how are you doing? Somebody you haven't talked to for years. Now, of course, I want you to social distance and wear a mask, but at the same time, do something that way. Maybe you can pick up the phone and talk to somebody that you haven't talked to for a long time. Somebody that you've been meaning to, but haven't done so. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I greatly appreciate that. Anything else? Second thing, I want you to pick up a book and read it cover to cover. Something that you have been meaning to do for a long time. Something that you'll do. And if you'd like, I'd like you to pick up a copy of my book. In fact, I could give you a free digital copy. And there will be a link attached to the show as well. So you can get that free digital copy. I'd like very much for you to share this and share it with all your friends so that you can really have a better day. Wonderful. And a third one? Third one, just take baby steps and take care of yourself. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, none of it matters. Make sure that you're doing the right things. The baby steps are what's really important. Absolutely. What do you feel... You know, based on your experience, and you've had so many, you know, being a cosmetic surgeon, there's so much more to that than just doing the work of, you know, the surgery. It's it's personal interaction. It's talking to people and families. Based on that, what do you feel holds most people back from living their life of true abundance? You know, it's the little things. It's the little things that really, it's the false images and false ideas that you have. I think everybody is a little afraid of doing something that they haven't done before. I think everybody is a little bit held back. And, you know, I think they're held back by fear. Fear is an acronym. It means for false expectations appearing real. And did you know that 90% of the things that we're afraid of never come about, that they're all a shadow, they're all a ghost. And so you've got to realize that if you just take a baby step, you can overcome fear anytime. Yeah, action. I always say action is the cure for fear. Yes. Once you take action, it's, it's like I always say jumping off that high dive. It takes you 30 minutes to take that first step. After you do it, two more jumps, you're doing gainers and swan dives and everything else. And you realize you didn't 
you know, you might've got a stung back or a stung belly if you landed the wrong way, but other than that, you're okay for the most yeah, part. <laughs> and why not make it really matter and make a big cannonball out of it? Exactly. Make a big exactly. Splash. That's what it's all about. What does being a man of abundance mean to you, Dr. Blacker? I think, you know, one of the greatest things a person can do is for a, a man to kneel down and help a little child who needs some help. That is a man of abundance. It is a man who's stronger than anything else. It is a man who can do things that he couldn't do otherwise. You know, another thing a man shouldn't be afraid to do is cry. You know, none of us like to cry. None of us, everybody thinks are weak, but crying is something there. And finally, being vulnerable, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, because invulnerable becomes the real power that we deal with. In our, suppose you're going to run a race, Wally. Can you win the race without putting it all on the line? No, absolutely not. Not unless you're racing. But there's vulnerability <laughs> coming up at that time. When yeah. you're putting it all on the line, you might lose it all too. So that's what it's all about being vulnerable. And you know, to love somebody, you have to be vulnerable. Because if you did not, if you were not vulnerable, you'd never truly love somebody. Yeah, absolutely true. You literally just posted on on your Facebook, I noticed that it says, what makes you vulnerable makes you beautiful. And yeah. I absolutely love that. And when you say that, I remember that. Yeah, that's a quotation from Brené Brown from her book, from one of her books. And something that everybody should run realize is that what makes you vulnerable really makes you beautiful. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I love it. So we're going to close this up, Dr. Leica. But before we do, what did we not talk about that you want to ensure that our our listeners get out of our conversation today and share with those. We're going to have those links linked up in the show notes, but if you have anything else to share, please do so. I think it's important that everybody realize it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Every day is a beautiful day. If you make it that way, every day is an ugly day. If you make it that way, every day is a day that could be a challenge. If you make it that way, overcome those challenges, do one, two, three, two things to take you towards your goals every day and all your goals will be accomplished within remarkable time. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally uh, agree with that. Well, excellent conversation. I knew it was going to be, I was super excited to get this, have this conversation with you and lift up my Tuesday and the day that we're actually recording this. I thank you for everything that you're doing. I thank you for everything that you've done. And I thank you for paying it forward the way that you are. Go out, live your life of abundance and just keep paying it forward because you are in fact making a huge impact. And I appreciate that. Thank you. You too, Wally. Thank you for having me today. It truly is my pleasure for being here. Now your action step for today and for the rest of this week and for the rest of your life, quite frankly, is to live your life like there's no tomorrow, but be responsible about it. Don't act like you just won the lottery and go quit your job and then find out you didn't win the lottery. That's not what I'm telling you to do. Be responsible with your life, but live your life. Enjoy life. Find joy in everything that you do. Even if you dislike your occupation and your current employer and what you do for a living, take joy in the fact that you have income, you have a job. Take joy in the fact that you are somehow making somebody's life better through the work that you do, no matter how miserable it may be to you. 
whether the job's miserable or the people that you work for are miserable, whatever the case may be. But in the process, better yourself. Pick up a book, watch multiple YouTube videos, listen to podcasts like this one and many others, learn a new skill, find a way to get out of the situation you are in if you truly don't like it, but still find joy in everything that you do because that is going to be what gets you up in the morning or in the evening, depending on what time you have to be to work or have to get up to get your kids to school or whatever the case may be. Heck, find joy in the fact that you have the ability to learn a new skill. Man, I'm telling you what, there are so many amazing skills you can learn from your home and start a business from your home for very, very low entry. And you can actually replace your income over the next year or two. I promise you. You have the skills to do so, and there are many different things out there that you can learn and do and take action on. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and be sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.